I guess I didn't really give you the. Uh, I, guess, well, I don't know. I, I mean, it, it's it's nothing special. We just you know talk for a little bit. We pray, and we just we jump right into the word and chop it up. And then, okay. Um, typically, having a, a prayer out. Um, but you know, we'll we'll see how Holy Spirit carries us, and you know, maybe right. you press out or whatever. But you know, we just kind of yeah. go with the flow. Yeah, and I, I yeah, I'll, you know, definitely let the Holy Spirit lead and follow you guys lead and get the, you know, get the flavor and the feel of it. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, most of the time, that that's that's where it's most powerful, and it's you know. It's, it gets exciting when you when the Holy Spirit starts working in this this time, and um, and it's just amazing how you get that get that revelation that you wouldn't normally get on your own, you know. Right. So, so how's how's your other class going? It's going good. It's different. It's a lot different. Um, yeah, the guys are different. They're not. They uh kind of arrogant, <laughs> to mm. be totally honest. Yeah. Um, they're not hungry, uh, and everything is pretty much like based on you know what they heard somebody else say. You know, Pastor Jenkins said. Mm. You know, Stephen Furtick said. And again, I'm not <laughs> knocking that, but what did God say? Yeah. That's one of the reasons yeah. I've really cut on listening to people so much. Yeah. Because, you know, God is speaking. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's the only voice that really matters. Right. You know, given. Hey, Evan. How you doing, hey, man? Hey, Sorry about that. I was having trouble trying to log on. No problem. Hey, what's up, Evan? How's it going, Ridge? Good, good. So, so we're, I'm excited about this because we, we finally get Reggie on. Reggie, you just don't understand how many times we, we mention <laughs> you on this podcast. And I'm like, I'm sure people are like, who is Reggie? Yeah, we reference, we reference you like all the time. <laughs> wow. Wow. He's like, yeah, like, like Reggie said in class or, Remember that uh-huh. illustration Reggie did? Wow. <laughs> 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 really, really excited about chopping up the word with you, man, and, and just getting your take on um, Jesus' ministry as we, we talk about it tonight. And, you know, just, just really thankful for you being in our lives and in and, and my life particularly. And it's just, you know, being a a, a, a a standard for review of the word and 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 the way that we should look at basically you know would you say coming to Jesus on his on his terms <laughs> right 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 yeah right. So, yeah I know I definitely appreciate you because this, it's unfortunate <laughs> rare to come across people that's not ashamed of God's word just keeping it just keeping a hundred percent real. Mm-hmm. It's like if they cut, they cut. Right. And it's rare, fortunately, that in the Christian circles you really don't. People are scared to offend, but like how you put it in class, gospel offends people. Yeah. <laughs> <is what> it... <laughs> yeah. When you look at the way 
Jesus presented it. I mean, you know, this was the thing that everybody was waiting for. <laughs> you know, this is like, mm-hmm. you know, how we in our context, we wait for the Super Bowl or we wait for, <laughs> you know, the new iPhone. You know, this was the, the next big thing, the Messiah. The one yeah. that has been, mm-hmm. you know, we've been waiting for for generations and generations. And, you know, they had formulated this Messiah in their own mind to be a certain way. Royal, royalty, yeah. you know, um, commanding things. And he came as a servant, <laughs> you know, yeah. and he came yeah. with a message of love to save the world it was a message of truth but it was also a very challenging message that mm-hmm. that you know really uh caught not just was just offering you something and i think that's where we get caught up where it's like you know we now start looking at god like a big santa claus in the sky mm-hmm. you know like oh <laughs> God died for me. Now he wants to bless me with a whole bunch of other stuff that I don't need and deserve and not really going to be thankful for. What a deal. But it requires everything from us. And real quick, I I, I sent somebody, somebody was was, uh, talking to me the other day. They saw me and said, "Uh, you just don't seem like yourself. So I said, no, I'm myself. I said, I'm just, I'm just kind of focused. So she kept pressing me. She said, are you sure? So I said, well, I said, I really don't. I said, I don't do New Year's resolutions, but I do think because December 31st is an ending and January 1st is the beginning, it's a good time to take inventory, personal archaeology, as I like to call it. I said, but if I know something is wrong in my life on May 5th, why do I need to wait till January 1st to take it? I said, because a lot of these New Year's resolutions are just words. But as I began to talk to her, you know, she was like, wow. She said, yeah, I need to do that. So I I shared something with her today. And I said, you know, God kind of speaks to me just quietly. You know, I said, and God, you know, kind of shared with me and said, what if I gave you a date that I was coming back and that date was next Friday? Jesus coming back next Friday. And the Mm -hmm. question that he posed to me that I shared with this sister is, how would my life look differently Mm. based on that knowledge? But here's the thing. (laughs) No man knows the day nor the time or the hour in which he's coming back. But we live Mm -hmm. our lives like, guess what? It's millennials until Jesus had come back. But here's the thing too, Mm -hmm. tomorrow's not promised to us. So we got to live our lives today for God and the kingdom of God like this may be our last. That's right. You you, you 100% but we don't know, so we should always be prepared. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, it's like, you know, we're in in the playoff season with football and it's like, mm -hmm. you know, the two-minute warning. When the two-minute warning comes at the end of the half and even at the end of the game, especially at the end of the game, things change. There's an urgency. The defense 
is on an onslaught to not let the offense get in scoring position. And yes. you can have an offense that hasn't done anything productive for the whole that whole two quarters. Mm-hmm. But now they're 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 hurry up offense. They're running mm-hmm. plays and and a total effort to score. They're not doing quarterback sneaks on first down. <laughs> like they're not trying to get three or four yards. They're trying to get optimum yards to score a goal. And that's how, as Jesus followers, how we should live our lives every day. Amen. 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 Man, you, you done made, like, people getting their money's worth already. <laughs> they ain't even getting into the word. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah. Man, 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 man. All right, so um, we're going to be talking about uh, walking through Mark 8 to, to this evening, man. Um, it's just so many nuggets in here. I mean, I read this, and I, I try to read, you know, read it, read it a couple of times just in case, you know, just to really let it soak in a little bit. And there's so many things in here. And like my brother Evan always say, this this is a meaty chapter. <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of stuff in there. <laughs> so um so if if no one else has any objections i'm gonna i say we go to the lord in prayer and then we chop it up amen all right welcome to the walking with jesus podcast a podcast that allows followers of Christ to experience Jesus in a new way with Evan and Malcolm, two regular guys walking with Jesus. Each week, we, while we converse and reason about the things of the Bible and in our lives, we believe that Jesus will draw near and walk with us just like he did in Luke 24, verse 15. Now, here's your hosts, Evan and Malcolm, with an opening prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity, Lord. Thank you for the opportunity to, to, to come to you uh, in a way where we're just reasoning over your word, dear Lord. We, we take this opportunity to give you the glory, give you the praise, give you the honor, dear Lord. Dear Lord, we just ask that you have your way during this time. Let us come to you with focused minds and open hearts, dear Lord, and you show us what you want us to know out of this, this, this word, dear Lord, and just feed us right now, dear Father. We come to you hungry and seeking you, Lord. Lord, we lift up Brother Reggie right now. Uh, we ask that you guide his thoughts, his actions, his words. We pray that you cover his family with favor. We pray that you just continue to lift him up, give him the, the endurance and patience and strength as he continues to expand and work towards expanding your kingdom and, and, and laboring in faith, dear Lord. We also lift up Brother Evan tonight, dear Lord. We ask that you continue to guide him, continue to give him the strength, continue to uh, help him to have renewed strength, dear Father. Help him to walk and not be weary and run and not faint, dear Lord, but wait on you so that you can fill him the way and shape him the way yes, you want Lord. him to be shaped. Lord, we lift up our listeners tonight. We ask that uh, their hearts be open as well. And if they don't know you, dear Lord, we pray, dear Father, that Holy Ghost just works around them, works 
in them, dear Father. Help them to get to know you and grow in the knowledge and understand you in some type of way, dear Father, whether it be a word that they hear tonight or a servant that they hear some other time, dear Lord. We just pray that they draw closer to you, dear Father. Yes, all of these things in the master's name of Jesus. And we just pray right now, dear Father, for our nation. Our nation is in uh, hurting, dear Father, and in pain and suffering, dear Father. We just we know that you're still in, in control and you're on the throne, dear Lord. And we just pray, dear Father, that a humbling comes over this yes. land so we can draw closer to you. Yes. In the name of Jesus, we pray and we ask all these things. Amen. 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 So, um, so Mark 8 starts off, um, and typically what we do, uh, Reggie, we look at the previous chapter just to try to get a context, a context of what's happening. Yeah, uh, uh, what's, what's happening in the current chapter. So at the end of <clears throat> Mark 7, Jesus heals a deaf and mute. Mm -hmm. And this is a situation where... Um, he had been, he, he's, he's, he just had, had this interaction with the, this uh, Seraphonician lady and she just wows him with mm -hmm. her faith, even though she wasn't, she's was mm -hmm. a Gentile. She wasn't supposed to be, that's not his mission. And, and Jesus is getting locked in on his mission now, but he's still healing people. And he heals this deaf and mute man um, who was in the, the, the Copolis, which was the place where, the mm -hmm. legion, the man that was, uh, you know, suffering from multiple demonic possessions. And so um, he, he heals the man there. And then from there, um, the word just says that he was, um, um, he, he was, he was telling people not, <laughs> he told this, this man that he healed not right. to tell anybody about him. Right. He, and, mm -hmm. but, you know, people are still, people are talking about it. People are talking about it. So at the beginning of Mark 8, um, it, it talks about, starting with verse 1, in those days, the multitude being very great and having nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples to him and said to them, I have compassion on the multitude because they have now continued with me three days and have nothing to eat. And I send them away hungry for, to their own houses. They will faint on the way for some of them have, uh, come from afar and his disciples and this is where I want to kind of get into it because his disciples um, it's strange because the disciples say how can one satisfy how can one satisfy these people with bread here in the wilderness and then Jesus says he asked them how many loaves mm -hmm. do you have and they say seven and so this is strange, and, and maybe you could give us some insight on this, Reggie. How, how come they, because it was only, what, Mark 4, where he fed the 5,000? Mark 6. Yeah. Mark 6, yeah. So, like, two chapters. Too far, I went too far away. Yeah. <laughs> too far away. <laughs> how, how, did they, how did they not know or, or see Jesus in this way where he could, why they still, you know, what do you? What is it? And from your understanding of it, what is it that made them not be aware that Jesus could <laughs> solve this problem? Right. Um, 
And and my my short answer is, and uh, I know we talked before. You uh, said how you know you guys like to bring it, make it alive and personal. And my short answer is, you know, it's my same struggle of everything that I've been through, and I've been through many things. It's all in my rearview mirror. But when that new challenge situation comes, I oftentimes don't pull up the track God's track record and and walk and exercise mm-hmm. in faith. I often first exercise in disbelief. Um, mm-hmm. Although subconsciously, I know that God is able, God is omniscient, God is omnipresent, you know, all this mm-hmm. stuff that I know about God. But I think one of the things that um, happens with us in Christendom is, you know, we sit in services or we listen to broadcasts at home and we're very encouraged and we believe it. But that's just like, you know, and, you know, the three, well, all of us have dealt with sports and it's just like in practice mm-hmm. when we're running plays and, the, you know, the coach gives us a, a new play and it works wonderfully. Mm-hmm when you're walking yeah. through it and the people who you're doing it against really, I mean, is not trying to hurt you and defend you too bad. Uh, right. But right, what right, happens right. when real opposition, what happens on game time? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a whole uh, yeah. different animal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, and if you, and if you, because uh, when I was looking at this, because if you look at it, so back in chapter six, there were 5,000 people, not including women and children, which theologians say, uh, because pretty much every man's going to have a wife and they had multiple kids, that pretty much that crowd was more like 20,000. And that crowd was a crowd of Jews. So it's interesting you pointed out in chapter 7 where he heals the woman's daughter and she's a Gentile because this crowd mm-hmm. of 4,000 they're a crowd of Gentiles yeah mm. <laughs> um, but, but watch oh, this okay. now he's fed and let's just use the numbers they put in the Bible he's fed 5,000 with the boys mm-hmm. back lunch mm-hmm two fish and five loaves. Mm -hmm. Now he has a thousand less and more resources. And they still don't Mm -hmm. get it. (laughs) (laughs) But but least I crucify them, I could see myself, how are we going, Jesus, how are we going to do this? (laughs) <laughs> right, 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 right. It, it's it's funny, man, because like I I wrote down. Are there instances where we don't remember yes. what Jesus did yes. in the past? Yeah. yeah, put 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 my picture right there. <laughs> <laughs> right. I wrote something similar down to that because it's so easy. Like I try to put myself in their shoes, mm-hmm. and even though it doesn't seem that long of a time frame for 
just the miracles in general, especially one that was similar to this, they just forgot. But it's so easy to do it when you're looking at circumstances. Right. Circumstances and just being a logical man, thinking with the head just at a practical. It's like, okay, how are we going to do this? Like, I seen what you did then, but this is different. It's like almost to a degree as a man, it's like kind of like we're taught to compartmentalize certain situations. So I feel like with God, we kind of compartmentalize with him. Like, this situation is a little bit different. I know you got the power to do it, but it may not meet the certain parameters that you're going by right now, Jesus, so you know what I'm not going to do. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting because, I mean, that you say that because we, we see that in other parts of the ministry where they, they just don't. And, and, and when I say they, I'm going to include myself. Like you, you see God do, you see Jesus do one thing, but you're not really sure he right. can do the next thing. Or you're not really sure mm -hmm. that, like, because you're saying here, I mean, okay, so there are some characteristics and qualities that are different from feeding the 5,000, but they just mm -hmm. didn't make that connection, right? Like, they did, you know, it's still feeding people. And so, like, the other thing that I noticed here was instead of them receiving the offering from the little boy, it was actually the disciples had to give. Because mm -hmm. he, he asked them, like, how right. many loaves do you right. have? Right. And, mm -hmm. and, and they say something. so they had to give of themselves as opposed to, OK, what, right. what's out in the crowd? What's and like you and, and that's a, a powerful point that these are that these are Gentiles. Their other crowd was Jews. So they, it was a more familiar mm -hmm. situation, I guess. They were more um, akin to them as opposed to these Gentiles where they might be a little standoffish with them because they're Gentiles. And. Um, Man, it's yeah. interesting. This is this is good so far. So I like how he. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say I just like how like on like Jesus gave. I felt like when I was reading this, like it brought me back to the memory of prior scripture when he fed. And in that particular instance, he was showing that he was having compassion on the crowd mm -hmm. because when they asked him that question, basically telling him send send him away. And like we were talking about before, like how would Jesus look? sending them away with nothing to eat. Right. Not right. compassion. But here Jesus comes out and he says, I feel mm -hmm. compassion. Right. I feel compassion on this crowd. So it was like, I felt like Jesus was trying to give them a, a, a nudge kind of, so to speak, like, hint, hint, I'm showing you what I want you to tap in mm -hmm. with about me. And then I got to think, like, how many times mm -hmm. has God done that with me? Tried to show me what he's trying to get me to see within a certain situation. But I'm so busy looking at the situation that I'm not looking at actually how he's nudging me to look at his quality to have a better understanding of what he expects me to do within the situation. Just like what you said, Malcolm, where with them, he's saying to them, how many loaves do you have? And by not looking at the situation, I can see myself being there and God saying, Evan, how many loaves do you have? And I'm like, huh? Right. <laughs> right. Looking at the situation. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and I think, too, wow, and, and this just came to me. I was actually going to bring up something else. But uh, that whole having to give up something of myself that, you know, either me mm. or something I have to give to God for God to work a miracle. See, I can see God, for example, if I have a problem and God brings everything I need in his briefcase 
to fix my problem. I see that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But when he tells me, no, I want you to bring something for the miracle. Now I'm looking at my inadequacies, Mm. my weaknesses. Now Mm -hmm. it can't happen. And I fail to realize that he's the God that created me. He's the God over the problem. He's the God (laughs) over the solution. And he doesn't have to create anything. He could just speak a word. (laughs) You know, so um, Mm -hmm. the other thing that I was, um, you know, these like these comparisons, because a lot of people you really don't hear because it's interesting. You told me, Malcolm, you're going to walk down Mark eight because you really don't hear Mm -hmm. this account of the miracle of God, you know, supernaturally feeding these 4,000 as much as you hear the 5,000. And I think a lot of people get it confused and see the, the feeding of the 5,000 mm-hmm. is in all four gospels, but the feeding of the 4,000 mm-hmm. is only in Matthew and Mark. Yeah. So, you know, mm-hmm. people are not as familiar with the story, but like I said, there's a lot of, you know, uh, different things. The the feeding of the 5,000, yeah. they were with them one day. The feeding of the 4,000, they were with them three days. But yeah. so you got all these differences, but there's one constant. <laughs> and that's Jesus. Yes. He, yes. he like, right. he doesn't right. see it right. as a bigger problem as the disciples do. How are we going to satisfy this need? Right. We should send right. them away. We're going to send the ones, you know, that only been with us a day. Because guess what, Jesus? They're not going to pass out. <laughs> but then when you say these are going to pass out, well, how are we going to satisfy them? But Jesus does a, he's constant. And the thing that stands out to me yes. that really made the miracle is he took the loaves. And this one, he took the seven loaves. And the other, he took the two fish and the five loaves. He broke it and gave thanks. Lifted it up. Yeah, that's right. Lifted that's up right. God. If I, yeah, and if I could that's just share him. this real quick, because <laughs> one of the things in my preaching ministry that, that um, you know, early in my preaching ministry, I'm so thankful that the Holy Spirit revealed this because I used to be very nervous. And very, I mean, very, so nervous to the point, like, I'm ready to, like, call the church the day before and, like, tell them I'm sick or something. That nervous. <laughs> but uh, one of the things that Jesus showed me was, he's like, Reggie, you know, really, this is, when you study my word, that, that's a personal Bible study between you and I. When you go out to teach or preach in particular, in this situation I was thinking about, basically... It's still the Bible study with me and you. You've just invited other people. So that Mm -hmm. helped me from wanting to show off. (laughs) You know, because now I'm humbled before God. But this scripture came to mind when he took the two fish and five loaves and he held it up to heaven and let God break it. Bless it and break it. And, Mm -hmm. And what I feel like Mm-hmm. The word of God in my hands is like two fish and five loaves. That might feed one person. 
But when I take that, and I take myself and I offer it up to heaven for God to breathe on it and bless it and break it and multiply it. Now mm. it could feed the fire. It could feed not only the people in front of me, but that word can multiply and feed thousands. That's good. That's good. Yeah. yeah. He's a great yes. multiplier. Mm. Yeah. Exponential growth. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Because I mean, the, the, the point that you make is, is so awesome because, you know, going back to the fact that the disciples had to give of the seven laws, but, but that's, again, I'm putting, our, putting myself in that situation. How many times has, you know, God said, just look at what you have, give that up. Yeah. Right. And bless it. Right. And that'll right. be enough. That'll be enough. When you, when you feel like you don't have, when you look in, in, in your flesh and you look at your surrounding, you don't have enough or it's not working, but Jesus says, look at what you have, mm -hmm. give it to me and I'll yeah. make it enough. Yeah. 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 That's, awesome. That's I like what you said earlier, Reggie, when you said you was doing the personal inventory on yourself. But I feel like walking with God, that's something that he wants us to do. Because even here in this scripture, I, I can still I can see that because he's asking them to right. participate in the miracle. Yeah. The only way to do that is to check out oneself to make sure we're walking right with him. Like our focus is on him instead of being focused on what he's going to do next in, in, in terms of how am I going to get blessed? Instead, the focus shifts from how am I going to get blessed to Father, what do you want me to do? What What is it right. that you're expecting of me right. in this season? How do you approach this particular situation? Because then I got to thinking, I'm like, man, this was a test. <laughs> These brothers flunked. Because their right. response was the same way. <laughs> that mm -hmm. the first time. Then I thought to myself, how many wow. times has my response been the same way? In the same area, God allowed certain circumstances to manifest that was similar to how it was before, and right. I'm still coming at right. him the same way. And you know, right. when you when you were saying that, and I, I I've thought about this before, because see, God is so loving; He's such a loving Father to us. He's not gonna, um, you know, give us a say like give us a test for the fifth grade, and then a week later, give us a college exam. <laughs> See, he's going to mm -hmm. walk us. <laughs> That's why, you know, this is a faith walk. It's not a sprint. So yeah. it's like, like even in this, two chapters later, and of course, you know, we're reading this, you know, it could have been a week, it could have been two days, could have been six months. Right. But there's a time frame mm -hmm. where the same lesson is posed to these young disciples. Um, and again, yeah. but he's just so loving, although he questions them harshly and like, you know, like, oh, ye of little faith, you know, uh, you don't know me by now and things like that. But it's, a, it's from a loving right. father mm -hmm. for them and just like he does for us. And, you know, as many times, you know, uh, we fail, but he still loves us. And those tests, you know, we don't, you know, in our natural state, 
we don't want anything to oppose us. I mean, you know, my my early walking, I can't say that I'm even have fully matured from that, is, you know, God, you know, don't let, let me have to go through anything. And if I do, take it away quickly, right. expediently, straightway. <laughs> mm. But what I've learned mm. is yeah. that friction. See, you grow through friction like a, a plant. We only see the blossoming yeah. and the yeah. blooming from it being put down in the dirt. And, and the, and the mm-hmm. seed, the shell having to be broken open and having to break through the ground. You know, and it's a process. That's right. And that's yeah. how, uh, you know, our lives are and how God, you know, nurtures us, nurtures us to grow to spiritual maturity. And that's, and that's critical to a, to a believer's walk. That's, that's excellent. So, Mm -hmm. uh, when, maybe when we get off lockdown or something, I'll make sure I I get you and, uh, brother Evan together because Evan has a philosophy on long suffering that I'm sure (laughs) you would love to hear. Um, interesting you brought that up because we was actually talking about something we was talking about okay. the last um podcast yeah. how right, spiritual right. growth a lot of us don't equate growth as a experience that has pain with it but mm-hmm. spiritual growth right it's gonna be kind of painful right. it's gonna be some bumps on the road right and it's, but it's necessary but, but you know when you think about it in a practical sense i mean you know uh brother malcolm you know he works out and you know and uh a lot, you know, dealing with sports and coaching, uh, you know, the only way, I mean, I used to think it was crazy, uh, you know, the first time, you know, working out with a coach or a trainer and the guys, like we're doing mm-hmm. like a hundred sets of push-ups, and he's saying, yeah, we're trying to tear the muscle mm-hmm. down. And I'm <laughs> like, that's the very opposite of what I'm trying to do. <laughs> He said, that's what we do. We tear Why would you do that? Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. The Walking with Jesus podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. For growth. For growth. Mm-hmm. Tear it down, allow it to heal. Mm-hmm. Tear it down, allow it to heal. Tear it down, allow it to heal. Now you got bumps on your arms. Mm. Now you see the results. You're getting stronger. You have more endurance. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Man, that's good. Yeah. Um, so speaking of tests, if we move on down the chapter here, we got these... <laughs> The nemesis, Jesus' nemesis, the Pharisees. The Pharisees (laughs) seek a sign. So starting in verse 11, it says, Then the Pharisees came out and began to dispute with him, seeking from him a sign from heaven, testing him. 
But he sighed deeply in his spirit and said, why does this generation seek a sign? Assuredly, I say to you, no sign shall be given to this generation. And it, it, I mean, in reading through the Gospels, you see, and, and Evan and I have come to this conclusion, like the Pharisees were always around. They weren't like, they were, groupies. They, they were <laughs> yeah, they were like groupies, but like negative groupies, <laughs> you know? Did we? We lost them. Yeah, we just... We lost Reggie. Hold on. All right. I just heard the little. Because I heard the little thing, but it shows on my end. It's still showing him connected. You showing that he is connected? Uh, he... Yeah, yeah, it's still showing us being connected. But I'm not sure when I got dropped that he did that. Did it do that? Yeah, sorry, okay. I got kicked off. Okay. Yeah. Reggie, you back? Okay. Okay. Um, all right. So what I was saying was that um, we, we come to come to believe that the Pharisees was always around. They wanted to kind of keep tabs on them and, and they're always seeming to just pop up in situations. But I believe they were always there because and they were in the multitude. So in this situation, it's my understanding that um, the, and, and this seems to be a contentious, a contentious interaction with with Jesus. And, and most of the interactions with Jesus, even though, you know, like you said, Reggie, he, he's a, he has compassion. He's loving. He's always coming to them from a loving posture. But this one seems to be very contentious. They want a sign. They want a sign. They want him to do something just on, on command. But what I've come to, to, to learn about Jesus and his ministry, his miracles were a lot out of, came about as a result mm -hmm. of mercy and his grace. Right. They, they, they weren't necessarily um, they weren't like a, a, a right. like you said, a, a genie or a Santa Claus or anything. They weren't like for entertainment. Yeah. But we know that there were people in the multitude that that's the only reason right. that, that they were there mm -hmm. to be entertained by Jesus. And and so when they come to him asking him for a sign, he's saying why is it that you seek a sign mm -hmm. and then assuredly no sign shall be given to this generation. But this also reminds me of um, mm -hmm. his temptation, the temptation of Satan. When, when he was in the wilderness, it's like, mm -hmm. you know, do these things and I will give you this. And, and so, it, and, and we know the Pharisees, I mean, I think he ends up calling them, you know, you know, their fathers, you know, their father, they are mm -hmm. the son of liars and their father is the liar. You know, they basically call them, call them um, children of Satan. So I, I want to get your, your take on, on this and what you think is happening here um, from, from, from a disciple's um, a Christ father. So, you know, as I was looking at this um, and that, you know, ever since I was a young kid, and I used to hear this, why does this generation seek a sign? Um, you know, and when I say young kid, you know, even 10, 11, 12, 13, especially when I would hear sign, it's, it's like, to me, I was like, well, what's wrong with that? <laughs> like, everybody does. But mm -hmm. that, again, people who yeah. seek a sign shows, like we were just talking about, one, lack of maturity. Uh, and it goes back to, 
you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, um, you know, after the crucifixions, like when when um, uh, Thomas was saying, like, I'm not going to believe until I see a sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but one of the things yeah. that that, yeah. that was pointed out to me is if you go back to Mark chapter seven, see the the Pharisees were were still, you know, feeling kind of salty from Jesus calling them hypocrites, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. back when, um, in the beginning, exactly, exactly. The beginning of Mark 7, he calls um, them hypocrites. And mm-hmm. again, they, they, you know, and oftentimes they were trying to, to um, tempt God, like you were saying, and get God to do things for their satisfaction and really to do something that they really were going to be marveled yes. about, but then at the same time try to use it to like trap him with the multitudes of people to say, hey, you know, this guy mm-hmm. is calling himself the son of God. Um, at the same time, we're having him. Right. actually want him to prove things that are evidence that he's the son of God. Um, You're right. So of course, they're, you know, their hearts yeah. were totally uh, wicked and Jesus was always, you know, a hundred steps in front of them. Um, but the other thing when I, again, mm-hmm. just kind of bringing this home, when I saw, you know, why does this generation seek a sign? Uh, no sign shall be given. I think about Reggie. <laughs> I'm, I'm often looking for signs, and oftentimes God's not giving them. Mm. So, so before I think about, start thinking about, you know, you know, with the Pharisees, I'm thinking about my heart, and why I'm. <laughs> and, and it's interesting mm-hmm. what the words they say they use is they seeking a sign from heaven, testing him. Just yesterday, I went through the process yeah. of buying a new vehicle. And I had prayed about it, but even in that, I was just thinking about it. Again, reading this, you know, I'm still throwing out fleeces, seeking signs, you know, not what, you know. <laughs> now, I prayed about it. felt like I got an answer, but I'm still, my yeah. faith was not where I'm just, okay, God, I, I, I feel assured that you've said this, now I'm walking. I'm still sitting yeah. there, well, God, if this is not your will, mm. well, if it is, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and guess what? Yeah. Heaven was Been there, inside. done that. <laughs> like, son, mm-hmm. like, you sat there with the guy Saturday night after you test drove the car and said the reason you weren't going to do it tonight was because you are going to pray about it. So if you prayed about it, and now the only only reason you're going back there is because you felt like you heard a word from me. Why are you seeking a sign? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. So, it's, so, so, and, and I don't know if yeah, I mm-hmm. if I answered the questions about the text and the Pharisees, but it sure it sure hit me between the eyes. Because <laughs> I'm convicted, you know. <laughs> right. and I think that's one of the 
glorious things about the word, you know, we, we look at different people in the Bible and, you know, uh, you know, we can say, man, Paul was, 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 you know, killing Christians and, you know, and he was doing it physically, but I'm doing it in my heart, <laughs> you know? So, uh, again, and that's how we yeah. grow because, yeah. you know, we're convicted when the Holy Spirit convicts us and not just convicts us for, for us to say, because, you know, Sunday in, you send Sunday out all across America. You hear people like, oh, man, my pastor preached a word today. He was on my street. He was all on my toes. And we don't change. <laughs> <laughs> like, we is the, yeah. the conviction yeah. of the word is not for us to just say, ouch. It's for us to be convicted to mm. change, transformed. Because if it doesn't do that, it's yeah. it's it's useless. Yeah, mm. I like that Romans uh, 12, yeah. 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. That's He's right. speaking to believers. And if you look at chapters mm. 1 through 11, That's guess right. what it is? So say it again. Lost him. We lost him. We lost him again. Right. He got kicked out. So we try to fix. This guy ain't even trying to play with us. Is, this, is are you still seeing that he's connected? Oh, so, so I'm sending him out of text. Uh, still showing okay. him connected, but then that's what it was doing last time because right now it's showing like Reggie's on here twice. Mm. I was having a hard time. Like usually when I click on to the link, it lets me right on in. But for some odd reason, it was like going through the app and then trying to get me to sign on. I'm like, huh? It never, it never asked me to do that. Weird. So I'm not sure if it was like an update. Yeah, I don't know. And I'm not sure why my text isn't going through. Hello? Oh, there you go. He hello? Yeah, with me? Okay. Yeah, right. Okay, All right. Yeah, you may okay. receive a text from me. Because <laughs> it don't look okay. like it went through. <laughs> but I was just saying, saying that I went oh, with, yeah. with Somebody called me. I should have put my phone on um, Do Not Disturb. Um, but yeah, I was saying... Uh, with, with that Romans chapter 12 for 11 chapters he talks about God's mercies so he says in light of yeah. mm -hmm. chapters 1 through 11 I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercy of God what I've just told you about to present your bodies a living sacrifice that present yeah, is that's a priestly term mm -hmm. that's what the priests used to do but back in the Old Testament they were offering dead sacrifices. From the time of Christ on, this living hmm. sacrifices, no more dead sacrifices. So I want you to present your body just like a dead person or a dead animal as a living sacrifice. Here's the criteria. Holy and acceptable before God. But guess what? 
before you start saying that you're doing something big, that's just your reasonable service. So the first key is to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. The second key is um, do not be conformed to this world. Do not be conformed to this world, cosmos, where we get our word cosmetics, this made up world. Because with cosmetics, it, it looks good on the outside. But under it don't look that good. Yeah. Um, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove, and I call it living in the gap, that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. So how do you how do you know the will of God for your life? Present your body as a living sacrifice. Do not conform to the world. Um, uh, but be transformed in the renewing of your mind. Yeah, and it's hard, but that's mm-hmm. that's you know that's the goal that we yeah. are to strive yeah. for. Yeah. I like yeah. what you, uh, like your honesty because yeah. it is hard. It's not a walk in the park, but I but I like how Paul puts it with sacrifice. Yeah. A sacrifice, yeah. you're supposed to feel something. Like it's not right. supposed to be and like okay, this is easy for me to it's do. De- <laughs> it's not a one time. It's not a one time thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing about a dead sacrifice, they have no choice. They're dead. With us being living sacrifices. You know, we laying on the altar and God wants to cut a little bit of impatience out of us. And we looking at that knife saying, oh, I might want to get up. (laughs) Because this stuff is painful. You know, again, it costs me something. That's so that's so interesting that you bring that up um, about not conforming to this world, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and because that that's one of that's one of the verses that I really try to meditate on, and 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 stay in that mindset because, mm-hmm. um, and it's a good segue to what we're about to talk about here. Um, the next section in this Mark 8 is um, it's, it's titled Beware the Leaven of the Pharisees and Herod. And so it, it, this is a situation where um, so they left the Pharisees um, and now the, uh, the disciples, so starting with verse 14, now the disciples have forgotten to take bread and they did not have more than one loaf with them in the boat. Then he charged them, Jesus saying, Take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, it's because we have no bread. But this fits Mm -hmm. in well with that verse, right? Do not be conformed to the world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. There's so many influences. And Evan and I I have talked about this on so many occasions. There's so many influences of ungodliness mm-hmm. in this world that we, we have to be separate. We have to be somewhat, we have to be um, 
and, mm-hmm. and in some cases, vehemently against this world, right. just to stay, as you said, in reasonable service, yeah. right? Like, like, <laughs> like, we're not even doing nothing extra. This is just entry bare minimum. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, like, what Jesus says, deny yourself, right. right? Pick up your cross and follow me. Like, this is the ground floor that we're talking about. Yeah. And 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 so Jesus says here, take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. And I saw, I read that to mean just the influences of the mm. Pharisees who were were um, were hypocrites at the time, where they would look the part of religious leaders, um, but behind closed doors and even in the public square, they were doing something totally yeah. ungodly yeah. or totally different from what they were saying. So I want to hear y'all thoughts on. On, on this particular passage, this section here. Yeah, this section is because I, what I, what I saw with the disciples, and I know I've been very guilty of this. They're having a conversation amongst themselves, like Jesus mm-hmm. is saying one thing, and they're talking about something totally different. It's like two separate conversations, practically. He's talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Spiritual matters, the stuff that really matters. Yeah. They're talking about physical. We don't have enough bread. Mm-hmm. This don't make sense to us. And it's like, of course, in rent in the terms of praying, it's often like I control the conversation with God. But I think mm-hmm. I became more aware of growing when just recognizing God is the one controlling this conversation. Starting with the Bible study, like we're renewing of the mind, getting his, getting into his word, having a practical understanding, a biblical understanding of his word to look at the world from the lens of the Bible. But then understanding that the conversation ain't over. Once I got up from doing my Bible study, now that I'm praying to God, it's about hearing what he's also still talking to me about throughout the day to be able to have that conversation back and forth with him. And what I saw of the disciples, them homeboys was not doing it. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I've been guilty of doing the same thing. Like God is literally talking to me about his spirit was what what truly matters. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking to him about what I seen on the news. <laughs> it's something that really we're not having the same conversation. And then I feel like, okay, God, you ain't understanding me or you leave me out in the dark. And it's really not God left me out in the dark. Mm-hmm. Goes back to what you said earlier, Reggie, about my right. heart. You said to hear their hearts were hard. It's about my heart not being in the right spot as far as growing mature wise, mm-hmm. being ready to receive that cutting, being ready to receive what he's doing at that particular time. And it's like just being more sensitive to what God is saying. But I'm like, right. I'm looking at them right. and I'm like, man, I can't be hard on them. <laughs> I just can't. Right. Because I'm like, I, right. I've seen myself yeah. do that. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is, is it almost? Is it almost? I'm sorry, Reg. I didn't mean to cut you off, but like, it, it's one of these things where mm. we got to be careful of getting too familiar with God. Mm-hmm. Because, um, and I saw this okay. in that article you sent about um, Reggie. You sent about God is in control of 2020. And it, it something jumped out at me about the fact that we try to put, we try to rationalize things 
that are happening right. and then put it on God as if God is a, one of our homeboys. Or or in some cases, Christian mm-hmm. with Christian nationalism, they're looking at a political candidate mm-hmm. on the same level as God. Yeah. And then also thinking about like like you it's funny because you, when you were talking about this scenario with the car with the you know buying a new car and you know you you kind of second guessing that but like sometimes <laughs> we feel like we hear clear from God when like we are so off like you can look at the disciples and I'm I'm 100% with you Evan like sometimes I'm I'm thinking I'm hearing from God right. but like I'm talking about <laughs> something totally different from what God is actually trying to tell me. And so it's just, it's just, just popped up to me, just being, uh, being aware and being wary that we're not getting too familiar with them where we think, and we just having a regular conversation, like we having a conversation now It's it's, it, it could be like that, but I, right. I, I just go back to Isaiah where it's like, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My um, ways are not your ways. So so yeah, yeah this we'll go ahead, is um, what you was gonna say about this. This is this stuff is good. It's heavy, and, and the more we talk, the more I'm like, man, I need to go back and and dig into this. But you know, so it says. Um, Enjoying the show? We'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply share the show with a friend, that will give them a new way to experience Jesus and help us out too. Now back to the show. It says, let me look at the new, I mean, the King James real quick because it might read different. Um, it says, uh, no, it says the same thing. So it says, take heed, beware of the leavened bread, uh, you know, the Pharisees and Herod. And leaven is basically translated yeast. And, um, uh, mm-hmm. You know, and what, you know, and we see that a lot, you know, a lot where, you know, a little leaven spoils the whole lump. And, you know, and one of the things in their culture that they would always, uh-huh. you know, they yeah. did, it was just in their, in their culture that a small amount of yeast could affect a large amount of bread or dough when you mix it in. And yeast was a, was a common mm-hmm. Jewish metaphor for an invisible, persuasive influence. Often like denoted with corruption, corrupting influence. Mm-hmm. So, so in the context, what it's saying is, yeah. beware of the yeast, the invisible influence, persuasive influence of the Pharisees and of Herod. Because as we know, Herod began to influence just one person had an effect on Israel. Um, and then that go that ties back because yeah. see this ties back into 
you know, them asking and seeking for a sign. Because you got to realize, too, that, you know, Jesus drew the disciples into understanding of the kingdom of God without a sign. <laughs> you know, um, but that, you know, and I was looking at that, that leaven, that yeast, that, and we were talking about, again, do not be conformed to the world. And it, it doesn't take, it doesn't take you going to a strip club after going to a rap concert. It doesn't take that. All it takes is just a little bit of compromise, a little mm -hmm. bit hatred in your heart, a little bit of unforgiveness to spoil the whole life. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. Wouldn't they like the, the disciples like in a, I kind of put it, because when I was reading this too, I kind of felt like also with previous chapters, the disciples were in a, were in a situation that kind of influenced their thinking with Jesus because it was kind of like challenging because right. the Pharisees right. are supposed to be the top notch. Everybody know who they are. Everybody know this is the this is how this is the standard. Right. And what Jesus is doing is just basically ripping that all the shreds. And for him to come out and say, basically call right. them hypocrites, and then here saying beware of the eleven, mean yes. don't don't. Do not mimic what right. you're seeing them doing. Don't be aware of it. I kind of felt like, and like, isn't that like how do we as believers still walking with Christ kind of challenge the status quo of what we're seeing that's wrong with our lifestyle? Like when we know that our lifestyle is living right, but we're saying that okay, this right here goes against the grain with the Bible saying. And like we know it's kind of like what we've seen in um American gospel. Like we know what we, we know what we should be standing for, what we should not be standing for. And then it's like by hearing it like being a disciple with how they were back then, it's like you're trying not to be disrespectful to the, the I guess the I guess in this case Pharisees being elders, trying not to be disrespectful to them. You're still trying to be like under authority. But you know for a fact you can't ride with them like that. <laughs> Not sure if I make like making yeah, sense. I, I, I um yeah, I follow what you're saying. And and you know, and Jesus would often tell because in another verse he says, Listen to what the Pharisees say, but don't do what they do. Because they put heavy yokes and burdens on you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But they won't lift yeah. a finger to help you. <laughs> um, but it's like they're putting all these, you know, all these things, right. all these rules. <laughs> and yeah, I think I explained to you guys in class, you know, these rabbis, they they had what they called yokes and they were teaching styles or or the way that they saw the law. So for every Jewish person, the first law was pretty common, and that was the Shema. Deuteronomy 6, 5. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one God. You should love the Lord, you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul. Where they often differed was 
uh, the second law on. So Jesus' second law was Leviticus 19. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's what he quoted in Matthew uh, mm -hmm. 22, 36, when the Pharisees questioned him, what's yeah. the teacher? What's the first and greatest command of the law? Yeah. Love the Lord your God, like your heart and mind. So they agree. And then he adds the second. They didn't ask what the second was. But he says, man, the second is just like the first. You can't separate right. it. Like, yes, I love God, but I hate people. That's like trying to separate the water from the wet. You can't do it. The second is just like it to love your yeah. neighbor as yourself. But for the Pharisees, the second was to keep the Sabbath. That's why they're always questioning Jesus about, are you going to heal on the Sabbath? But think about what his second law was, to love your neighbor as yourself. So, of course, I'm going to heal. That's why they ask questions like, if, if a farmer's you know, oxen fell in a ditch, would he not get it out? You know, but but yeah, these Pharisees, you know, um, mm -hmm. they knew the law, but they just weren't living it in love. Um, uh, and I think, oh, going back to, to what I was saying about, right. you know, right. Jesus talking about the yeast or the leaven. And that's why he's like, you know, the disciples are talking about he's thinking that he's talking about they don't have any bread. They forgot the bread. And he's not even talking about that. And again, it goes back to how, right. and I think uh, Malcolm was saying how <laughs> right. we think we're so familiar <laughs> with God and the voice of God and, you know, God's MO. And sometimes the stuff is right in front of us and we miss it. You know, and again, you know, our thoughts mm -hmm. are not as thoughts, our ways are not as ways yeah. as far as the East is from the West. Mm. You know, that's how far it is. And mm -hmm. I've heard that since I since I had understanding like three, four, five years old. And I've heard it all the time. And and until I because you can hear it and still not understand it. And like he says, having eyes and do not see, having ears and do not hear. But when you put it in this context, the furthest place on the earth to mm -hmm. the sun is 13.3 billion light years apart. First place on the earth to the sun. Um, so if we got it, the three of us got in a car and drove 24 hours a day at 65, 70 mile, 65 miles per hour, it would take us like 163 years to get to the sun. The heavens are above the sun. Mm -hmm. You know, so that gives you kind of like a inkling how far the way God thinks is from us. And oftentimes, like Pastor Jenkins used to always say, what however you would think, yeah. God probably thinks the exact opposite. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, you know, kind of like how I said before, <laughs> my natural right. thinking is survival, comfort, the less, you know, the, the place of least uh, resistance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But guess what? Man, God will sometimes send us, send us to the most 
hottest places. Because he not, he's not only the God of the mountain, mm-hmm. he's also the God of the valley. <laughs> Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. That's right. Your rod and your staff. Mm-hmm. See, there's a fear in that. I'm mm-hmm. walking through the valley of the shadow yeah. of death. I mean, some of us, I mean, we hesitate to walk down in the basement if ain't no lights on. <laughs> I mean, there's Abra, whoa, what did I hear? There's a shadow, an unfamiliar shadow. <laughs> right. But then our loving father comes, comes, you know, as David writes. Yeah. But I will fear no evil. Why? Because thou art with me. All authority has been given unto me in heaven and earth. Therefore, Go make disciples. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. Here it is. Now he sandwiched it. In verse 18, he tells us, I have all authority, heaven and earth. Then he concludes it in verse 20. Lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. That's why we can do it. Can't do it any other way. Yeah. 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 That's a good question. Yeah. It was, it was interesting like, to keep that in the front of our minds. <laughs> right. To know that God's ways, they're not the same. <laughs> not what I was. <laughs> Just like in this section, like with the, the next um, the section, um, starting at verse 22, when he heals the blind man. Because it seemed like in, in this section, when it says, um, and they came to the theater, and they brought a blind man to Jesus and implored him to touch him. Taking the blind man by the hand, he brought him out of the village. And after spitting on his eyes and laying his hands on him, he asked him, do you see anything? And he looked up and said, I see men. I see them like trees walking around. Then again, he laid his hands on his eyes and he looked intently and was restored and began to see everything clearly. When I was reading this, and I'll make sure I was... When he took him away, I'm under the impression that wasn't that many people around him when he took the blind man away. Um, Am I correct in that assumption? So the last I see... Uh, I think he, let me see. And he left them getting into the boat. Yeah, verse 13. So there was a multitude around originally. We start out with a multitude because, of course, there's 4,000 people that need to be fed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, then you got the Pharisees mm-hmm. seeking a sign. Then it says, he and he left them and getting to the boat again, departed to the other side. So mm-hmm. it definitely wasn't a multitude because, of course, a multitude can't get in the boat. Um, no. But that stood out to it's me yeah. as right, well. Right, right, right. Um, uh, but when, and, you know, not even a deep dive study of it, but just, you know, uh, kind of, again, picturing, you know, this, this blind man being brought to Jesus. And then when it says he led him out of town and, you know, what I thought of is sometimes Jesus has to one, remove us from our current environment. Yeah, what you've been used to. Because see, now from a spiritual standpoint, because see, sometimes we can be blind just by our environment. 
you know, listening to the gospel, listen to the gospel of, of uh, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the Great Amount <laughs> Barbershop Baptist Church. <laughs> and, and, you know, <laughs> and, and CNN uh, gospel and all this stuff. And we got all this stuff that we don't realize is blinding right. <laughs> us from the hand of God. Um, so, you know, that was just, mm-hmm. like I said, I didn't really do a, do a deep dive in that, but it definitely stood out how immediately says, so he took him out of the blind man by the hand and led him out of town. <laughs> mm-hmm. That stood out to me too, Rez, because when if you go back to um chapter seven, right, yeah, yeah, the deaf mute, he like he let him out of the let him out as well, and and so I started kind of looking at that, mm-hmm. and it's like ever since those people, right. ever since Jairus, right. he 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 kind of started mm-hmm. to separate himself when he was doing a healing. Right. Because right. I think because of what you just said, right? It's it's unbelief there, it's doubt there, it's it's all of these things that come against <laughs> what he's trying to do. But ever but when yeah. I when I read it, I was like, man, ever since J. Iris, ever since those people, them them people there, those paid mourners and those people that was talking all that nonsense right. about J. Iris's daughter, ever since then, he started whenever he was healing somebody, he would lead them away. And I mean, I, I think you're, I think you're right on it because, like, and this is something that I'm, 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 I'm dealing with as I look at the church overall and just, just me in general. Like, we don't want to deal yes. with, um, we don't want to deal with the discomfort, mm-hmm. even though, like, me as a coach, me as you know, the athlete and stuff, I, I know right. there's a benefit coming from that discomfort, mm-hmm. but I just. Like it takes a little bit of nudging, you know what I'm saying? Or, or, or right, the right, value of what right, I'm gonna right. get from this discomfort gotta heavily outweigh the discomfort. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And 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 obviously we know right. that you know if Jesus withstood the hostility of sinners because of the joy that he was right. he was gonna um, see at the end of this. But you know, for some people, it's not that easy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like it, it's 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 clear here that and I, and you bring up a good point, right. Emma, because I don't right. know if it was a multitude, right. but it could have just been right. a bunch right. of dudes that he was yeah. always yeah. hanging around with. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? That and, he, uh, he had to get you know, the other thing, you know. Um because a lot of oh my gosh. Thank you, Jesus. You know, a lot of what um you know, in this in this walk, what it comes down to is our vision. Um, how we see things. Mm-hmm. And and you know, and I believe it's a you know, it even talks about that, uh, you know, similar thing like this. It talks about it a few places in scripture, but like even with Paul, you know, dealing with his vision and initially seeing one thing. And then as, you know, as the vision becomes clear, now I'm seeing clearly. 
and uh you know and for you know again for us we live in this you know we live in this world you know the sacred lives with secular but a lot of it deals with how you see things you know we're dealing with a pandemic we're dealing with a a a a, um you know political um you know just uproar and for the secular they're going to see it a certain way and respond to it but as a spirit man a kingdom man i'm going to my vision is different mm-hmm. you know i'm not going to be worried um you know uh, uh, mm-hmm. and and sometimes it might be hard mm-hmm. and and i might not be as yeah. consistent yeah. but when i come to my senses i'm going to pray for leadership you know red blue Republican, Democrat, same, you know, correct, whatever. Mm-hmm. Be, because again, that's what scripture says. First Peter 2. Mm-hmm. You know, God's desire, his heart is for us yeah. to pray for those leaders and kings and those who are in authority. And even then, guess what? Those kings and rulers were wicked. Yeah. yeah. But he says, pray for them. Why? Because this might that all men be saved. <laughs> so, um, so it's about it's about our vision, and again, you know, you 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 have to develop that. That that doesn't come walking down the aisle shaking the pastor's hand. <laughs> you know. Yeah. 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 All right. It's just funny, Reggie, because what I what I hear you saying is just like this blind man in Bethesda. We can, yeah, yeah. we gonna look at things differently as well, yeah. and we have to pray for that clarity. Yeah, that's what I like what you said earlier too, Reggie. That God doesn't right. test us on a fifth grade level today and then tomorrow college exam. Right? Because like, yeah, this text here with this man, he asked him. Do you see? The man gave a response and he was like, okay, that response right. married a guy right. to yeah. Yeah. do something else yeah. with him to make sure he's seen it clear. That's powerful. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and this next section. Um this this is uh yeah. you know, this is one of my favorites right here. Um where it says verse twenty seven. Now Jesus and his disciples went out to the towns of Caesarea, Philippi. Mm-hmm. On the road, he asked his disciples, saying to them, who do men say that I am? So they answered, John the Baptist, but some say Elijah, and others, one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Peter answered and said to him, you are the Christ. Then he strictly warned them, that they should tell no one about him. And of course, in uh, other versions, it says, you know, uh, Peter, you speak wise again, flesh and blood, they reveal that to you. Yeah, but yeah, that's powerful, man. What y'all think about that? Yeah. This, This to me is just, if you look at the progression 
from the beginning of Jesus' ministry to mm-hmm. now, he right. always takes time to teach his disciples, to really break down what's going on. And so yeah. Um, yeah. in this one, and, and we'll get into the next section, but he's starting to, re- to reveal his true mission. Yeah. Right, he's starting to really break it down, and like in chapter seven, we saw where he just took, um, he took time to break down. Uh, where was it? Uh, he he took time to break down what he meant about what he was saying to the Pharisees, why he called them hypocrites and all that stuff, and how the the Pharisees was laying aside the commandment of God to hold up their tradition. He took time to to break that down to the disciples. And so here I see that, you know, he's, he's revealing more of himself. And Evan and I was just talking about this time. It's like mm-hmm. being in proximity to Jesus over time, he reveals yeah. more and more and more mm-hmm. and more of himself. And that's, and that's what we need, right? We need to see him. Um, you're hearing we'd love to hear how walking with jesus is helping you keep listening to hear how you can leave us a message that we may use on the show also don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode now back to the show john 14 21 and this, I've been meditating on this this week, mm. says, um, let me get to it real quick. Don't got it memorized. Ain't that good yet. Mm. <laughs> um, he, who, he who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. And there's a version that says, um, I will make myself known to him. I will reveal myself to him. Um, I will make myself plain to him. And so that that's that's what I see. Mm-hmm. That's what I see in this uh conversation with the disciples right now. Just him him just laying out and revealing himself to him, which will mm-hmm. give them wisdom, give them understanding yeah. and prepare them for ultimately what they gotta do. Yeah, I like this part because what I what I what I what I see like what you had said earlier on how important it is to have <laughs> a person's perspective. By them, it doesn't matter what somebody else says who Jesus is. What matters is what I know about Jesus as being correct. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. if the History Channel is trying to say something else about Jesus, that don't matter. What matters is mm-hmm. my walk. Do I know the Jesus of the Bible correctly? And then part, there's a part that stood out to me was verse 30. It, it ne- never ever when I read this did it ever really jump out until now when he said, and he warned them to tell no one about him. And because this seems like that is kind of like, and I don't want to use the word contradiction, but it's kind of opposite of what he said with the Great Commission. When he says, go Go out, preach the gospel. Basically, you tell everybody about right. him. But now he's like, not now. Don't tell them. 
am now. Yeah. Know who I am personally. Yeah. Know who I am to you personally, but not now. And what I was what popped in my mind when when I was reading this was mm-hmm. kind of like in alignment of what Peter says. You got to be ready to give an answer. There's coming a point in time when you have to, with your deep confessions for Christ, there's coming a point in time, at that time, be ready to give an answer. But maybe not right now. Kind of like what, kind of like, like, like I thought about what you um, taught us in class, Reggie, right. about it may not right. just have that open right. mind of conversation with the person. Don't just come just slap them with the Bible. Just right. give them that, right. that conversation. Right. So not right now may not be the time to give them the uppercut with the Bible. A little bit later, right. work right. your way yeah. in by having yeah. a real Two conversation pieces. with them, building up a real right. relationship with the person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. I, I'm not going to hit with that yeah. combo. <laughs> that, that jab <laughs> and that right hook. One thing, maybe another call. Uh, we can talk about this, but it's interesting. And I always wonder, why did so many comparisons come up with about it, like with Elijah? Like, what's that about? But one of the things in Jewish culture, uh, which is a wonder for me, words we know is uh, chutzpah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Jewish people say, you know, the person has chutzpah. chutzpah. Now, our American definition isn't as positive because we we kind of define it as somebody's kind of pushy yeah. and things like that. But in the Jewish culture, that really meant like a person with unwavering faith. Mm. And if you look at Elijah's life, he displayed that. But yeah, you know, this, this just kind of uh, mm. puts it. And I think, I think every believer yeah. needs to uh, stand face to face with this question. But who do you say that I am? Uh, because I, I, I think that uh, that other powerful question, mm. have you ever come to Jesus or coming to Jesus on his terms? Have you come to Jesus, Jesus on his terms? And what is your God view? Who do you say? And again, that deals with vision. Who do you say that I am? How do you see me? Do you see me as, you know, you know, uh, mm-hmm. am I reflected in your God? Give me prayers. God give me life. God give me strength. God give me a good job. God give me a wife. You know, God give me kids that ain't bad. <laughs> you know, give me a house with a three-car side garage. You know, um, but who do you say that I am? Because if you just look for me, look to me for stuff, you have no clue as to who I am. Uh, and I look at, you know, again, the Messiah foretold in the Old Testament. Why didn't they recognize him? You know, and Isaiah says there was nothing comely about him, about his appearance. But see, they were looking for a king, royalty, dressed in this royal garb and purple and red. But what they got was a servant. Someone who they couldn't even really, you yeah. know, around common people, they didn't even, he was, they wouldn't even know him. They didn't, you know, that's why Judas had to say, hey, it's going to be the one that I kiss. Now, right, but I think 21st century, we still don't recognize him. They won't recognize him. <laughs> because we're looking for a servant. But what we have is a mm-hmm. conquering king. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> you know, it's, but it's, yeah, yeah. But it's almost like mm. we're looking for Jesus <laughs> to be walking around yeah. with skinny yeah. jeans on and a hoodie. Come back come on, mm-hmm. What's up, G? Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> this is the resurrected Savior. <laughs> and like he said in Matthew 28, <laughs> with all power and authority in his hand. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. All power and authority. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Man, this this is this is super powerful, Reggie, because that question, right. that's right. a question we right. need to be <clears throat> excuse me, asking right. ourselves every day. Who who do men say that I am? Who who do you say that I am? And and right. and and a hundred percent resonate with what you're saying because it's all about all about our vision of Him and and Evan Evan this is what we talk about like having Jesus in the right yeah. posture He's not like He He's omnipotent and He can be right next to me but I fear Him mm-hmm. right and and that means He He is above all He's yeah. exalted above all things and so this is so good. This right. is that you know that right. question. Yeah. it's a cutting question. And it gets right to the point. As we of lead up into the what next do you section. believe? Yeah. He doesn't, because the the very next verse, it says, "So mm-hmm. now that the disciples have defined or articulated who he is, the next verse, verse thirty one, and he began to teach them." that the son of man must suffer many things. And, and I think you said that earlier, Michael. Like, so only now that you know who I am, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. can now I reveal to you my ultimate mission. Yeah, yeah. And again, if we don't see him, he can't reveal these yeah. things to us. Yeah. I mean, you know, we still... You know, everything is just about us and, you know, I just mm. want to be healthy and with a, mm. you know, a nice car and all this, like, the stuff. And it's almost like, again, we, you know, we're looking for this see-now grandfather and we just want to take his stuff while he's not looking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's got to be more to it than that. <laughs> but I'll, I'll continue reading. Uh, and he began to teach them that the son of man must suffer many things yeah, and yeah, be rejected yeah. by the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and after three days rise again. And I'll just, you know, again, when you read that rejected, this is the religious establishment. Elders, chief priests, scribes. They're going to kill him. Rejected, rejected, and going to be killed. And he spoke this word yes. openly. Mm-hmm. Then Jesus right. took him aside and began to rebuke him. But when he had turned around and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter saying, get behind me, Satan, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. I thought you knew me, but really you don't. You don't even understand this mission. Man, this this verse right here was really telling for me because in twenty nine, in tw- what is that? Yeah, in twenty nine, Peter 
and in this version, New New King James, it doesn't yeah. or this this book. I think it's in Matthew <laughs> where it says, like you said, you said Reggie, it talks about how Jesus is complimenting him about being used by God Absolutely. to to see this. Just that quick. And then in the next verse in 33, he's being used right. by Satan. Just that right. quick. <laughs> Just that quick. And, and that's what I'm talking about, getting too familiar. You know what I'm saying? Like you you getting all like all uppity about what, what God just did. And, and I just I see that in myself. Right. I see that pride where I may have done something really spiritual, feeling good about myself and turn around. I could be mm. used by Satan because, I well, I don't want to do that. I'm getting religiously elite. You know what I'm saying? And and this it just shows it right here, man. It shows it right here how if we're not careful. We can be used mm -hmm. by Satan in a blink of an eye. Like I'm, I'm sure Peter was yeah. like, "Hold up, what just happened?" <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, jeez, yeah, this jumped out. And Peter, yeah. Peter, Peter probably thought he was doing, doing, you know, doing something right because right, right. Jesus says, "I'm about to suffer and die," and right. and basically Peter was like, "No, but, that can't happen." Yeah. yeah. But isn't that but the again, natural thing to do? It's, it's somebody who things. this is you beyond love, his understanding. And they're gonna go through like something. He's looking at him like a man, yep. dude. Because even as a child growing yeah. up in Sunday school, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think I used to, I know I used to think it a lot, but uh, and he used to bother me. And I used to always say, "Why did Jesus have to die? Like, why did they kill him? Why did he have to die?" But then when I got older. I, you know, the revelation, Jesus came to die. Hmm. That was the purpose. And if he didn't die, we would be in a sad situation. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. 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 Dead in our sins and trespasses. Yep. And True. I'm sure by now, Hopeless. I, mean, I know what Hopeless. Curtains. I mean, right. be, man, animals would, <laughs> look, animals would be just taken <laughs> off running. <laughs> We'd be that ran out of animals to sacrifice. <laughs> yeah, this part definitely stands out because I, you know, what I got to thinking about this. What brought up, what came up in my mind was when Peter, when Peter was rebuking Jesus. Yeah, yeah. It goes back yeah. to like what we were talking about earlier. He was thinking the Messiah should be a certain way. Right. Like you should be conquering. You can't let these jokers not right. these rules. Right. You just got done right. telling me that they're hypocrites. Right. So now you right. telling me that right. you're gonna die by them? Yeah. <laughs> so it, mm -hmm. and what mm -hmm. popped in my mind, I started thinking of like he's thinking like a man. He's not thinking the spiritual yeah. isn't mm -hmm. that spiritual mind mm -hmm. hasn't kicked in. And then I started thinking about um James, James 3, 14. Mm -hmm. uh, when he says, but you have bitter envy and strife in your hearts, yeah. glory not and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descend not from above, but is earthly, sensual, and devilish. Yeah. And that's what I thought. Yes. That's what Peter mind was at. It was earthly, right. earthly right. wisdom, and earthly understanding. This, and it's like, you, know, it says, you can't, can't mix the two. Um, for you are not hmm. mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. And based on that, his initial thing then was, get behind me, Satan. Mm -hmm. So you are operating under satanic influence when you're not 
mindful of the things of God, just operating as a natural, like, you know, he didn't do that out of hate Mm. for Jesus. It was out of love, but because of it was out of a fleshly mindset and not, Mm. you know, operating and with a spiritual mind. Fleshly love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So just think of how many things. I mean, I'm talking about I'm I'm just I'm just reading Reggie three sixteen now. Mm. Just think of how many things today that I've thought like a man, just you know, in the middle of fasting. <laughs> just I think this should be this way, God. Mm. Ooh, we yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a high cost and a high mm. price it is. Um, that's yeah. real though. And, that's and that's I ain't real. trying to rush us, but uh, we can stay right here. But I mm. think we're going we're going dive into this high cost and, and price when we look at when we look at the next section. Mm. But you know, it's interesting. You know, and again, bring it home, Peter, You know, bring, bring it home. We kind of you know bring some yeah. some context to this too. Uh, most of the times with a rabbi, they would have these disciples, and of course. Uh, again, I won't go into it really, and you know, you all know about this. These disciples uh, were around the age of uh, high school sophomores and and juniors. Enjoying the show. We'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply share the show with a friend, that will give them a new way to experience Jesus and help us out too. Now back to the show. But oftentimes they would have one that was a little bit older, and that was Peter. That's why you oftentimes see him. Peter is out in front. Peter is speaking. You know, Jesus is saying, uh, go get my disciples and Peter. Uh, and again, that's denoted uh, yeah. when uh, they were asking Jesus about paying taxes. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Jesus says to Peter, go down to the brook. Cast the, you know, cast your your your, your net in. The first fish you catch, uh, pull them out, reach in his mouth, get the coin, and pay your taxes and mine. So the tax was a half shekel. So you had one, which was going to pay for Jesus and 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 Peter's, but he didn't say pay the other disciples, because the temple tax was to be paid by every male 20 years and over. So that's why you see, again, Peter is out front. Why? Because he's older, more mature, even just in age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Man, that's good. Yeah. That's good. 
Um, so, so let's talk about, and I just realized like, yeah. I mean, I guess when I read it, I, I realized how this kind of ties into what we talked about in class right. so much, but it, 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 it just hit me smack in the face again, because that's ultimately what we're talking about, right? It's that surrender. So this, this section, this last section of Mark 8, take up the cross and follow him. After he had rebuked uh, Peter uh, for saying, get behind me, Satan, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. When he had called the people to himself with his disciples also, he said to them, whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospel will save it. For what will it, for what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, wow. of him the Son of Man also you, will be ashamed. You know, if I, when he if I could dive in, his father, or at least put my, holy put my foot in, because <laughs> I don't know if I want to dive. Um, and, and I'm, you know, I'm just really connecting these dots <laughs> as we're slow walking through this. <laughs> but think about this. He just, so, yeah. you know, he talks about who do you mm -hmm. say that I am? He begins to tell them the son of man must suffer many things, be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed. Okay. Then he comes and says to his disciples on the heels of that. So now mm -hmm. I just told you that I'm going to be rejected, you know, and we know what comes with that, especially in our day and age, be talked about, ridiculed, gossiped, lied on. So not only that, right, canceled, but be killed. So now, disciples, mm -hmm. the, the following, whoever <laughs> desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. So I just now told you what's going to happen to me. Now I'm telling you what's going to happen to you if you want to keep on following me. Mm. So if that wasn't clear enough, whoever desires to save his mm. life mm. will lose it. So guess what? Yeah. You can walk away from me right now if this is too hard and save your life but you're going to lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake. So if you're willing to, to sacrifice and because and, guess what? And I think it's crazy for us as believers, Jesus followers to think our lives are going to be any better than his. Look at his plight. But it says whoever desires to lose his life for my sake. Mm -hmm. Right. And the right. Gospels will save. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, I, I never connected the dot of him telling them, I'm about to go down. But if you follow me, you're going down too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's good. Heavy. Heavy. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> I, I didn't. 
I didn't. I, I I understand what he's saying, but like you, I didn't connect the dots because like he he's saying <laughs> I'm going to suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and priests. But if you you stay, you keep like you keep staying around me, I'll, this oh, is going to happen to you. Absolutely. And yeah, and I'm, see that I'm sure I'm sure there were people who just got up and left at that point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, right, 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 man. But so, so, because right. I, because I always look yeah. at this, yeah. And even though I didn't you know, preparing for this, this, yeah. this recording, I looked at this as just him talking, right? But I didn't connect the two, right? Because right. 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 he just right. said what was right. going, and remember, yeah, what he, he, remember he just said what was going to happen to him. When I talked about and let class. me break that. What's going to happen to you if you mm-hmm. stay a disciple, man? Didn't just want to know. What the rabbi knew. They wanted to be who the rabbi was, just like him. So he's telling, he yeah, so he's telling like him, the this is what you're signing up for. Yeah. So I, mm. you know, I ain't trying to, maybe this, well, this makes sense. Topic, this makes sense to decide. But yeah. when you look at what right. we right. promote as discipleship in our American churches, is way far from this. <laughs> mm. See, see, mm-hmm. it's, it's different. So th- this, this, and this, like you said, this might be a whole different conversation, but me and Evan had this conversation, right? There is, um, right. I forget what chapter it is, but essentially what Jesus preached was to repent. What he sent the disciples out to do was to, to repent, and, mm-hmm. and be saved, right. right? But we don't see that in the churches. We don't see that's not, I guess, the sexy message. That's not the message that's going to get people in the seats. <laughs> and and so, right? It's it's similar to this. Jesus is giving you unfiltered, right. just no chaser. This <laughs> right. is what it is, right? Right? And he's not concerned about who le- he's he's concerned about who right. stays. I guess he's not really concerned about all the people that are there. It's like who yeah. who stand with me? Let's roll. Let's rock and roll, right? And and this 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 is I think the the plight that we see the you know the universal church in Reggie and and you know like I said this might be a long a, another conversation but right the right. suffering that has to come with being a follower of Christ I don't think right those people yeah. that check yeah. the check the box people. That you talk about, they're nah, not interested they in no suffering. And like what what got me in this? Like I know we pressed time. Right. That when he asked that question in thirty six, what profit a man to gain the whole world right. and forfeit his soul? I feel like right then and there he's coming out saying, "Yeah, you want right. to roll with me? Right. This is what's gonna happen." But at the same time, think about it. Right. What What are you really losing out yeah. on? Yeah. How much yeah. is Oh, wow. really? Like, how yeah. how much is your soul really worth? Wow. What's in this world that you compare mm. value to your soul? Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. But that's like that time. Mm. And to me, it's like you, you put it on the to, scale to the multitude. Give me Jesus, then. And I'd see a common thread. Anytime there was multitudes, right. Jesus said something crazy, and he said, "You know, if you don't, if you don't uh, uh, eat my flesh and drink my blood, you're not worthy to follow me." <laughs> Follow me, and the next verse says, "Many, 
many in the multitude left and followed Jesus yeah. no more. And then he looked at the disciples and said, do you want to leave too? And they were like, where are we going to go? Like, <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man, this is so good, man. Yeah, this is this is between just asking that question, who do I believe Jesus is? Who do who do I say Jesus is? Getting my perspective right, my vision right on him, mm-hmm. and then connecting this this these two sections of this chapter where Jesus describes what's going to happen to him, and then he says what's going to happen right. to me. Right. And then to your point, Evan, like this, I'm not just throwing this out here. Right. You need to really think right. about right. this. Right. 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 You know what I mean? Like you really need to, to wait it right. out yeah. before you say, yeah. "All right, I'm gonna just jump, you can have jump in this boat with you, Jesus." You can have, you know what I mean? And all you really need to wait it out with and, and consider the cost. But what profit is it gonna be when, at the end of the day, you lose yeah. your soul? It's not mm-hmm. a good exchange. It's not a good exchange. Yeah. It's not a good exchange. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. look at yeah. it from yeah. a monetary yeah. perspective. Yeah, because you because you, you think about that's a bad that's a bad deal. It's like one of the worst deals you've ever made. So, you don't get nothing God back bad. on that. For God so loved the world. What's the next thing? He gave his only. Not he had ten sons. Yeah. No, not he had a tribe, twelve sons. And I'm gonna give away mm-hmm. the, 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 the that that fifth one, you know, <laughs> you know, mm. he, yeah, you know, he steal from his mama, he go in his mama purse. Nah, he gave his only begotten <laughs> right. son. Right. Right. He the gave his one. all right. and the best <laughs> that you and I shouldn't perish, but we should have eternal mm. life. Mm-hmm. A gift that keeps on giving. Mm. And but think about how many people forfeit this gift for Louis mm-hmm. Vuitton bags and <laughs> Ferragamo shoes and to be known in the you know in the marketplace and mm. at the club and you know and then unfortunately sometimes you know even we come into the house of God right, and it's right. for our own yeah. glory. And God's not going to share his glory. You know, I remember I made the statement. I thought I, I, I was totally ignorant, but I thought I was smart. And I'm saying to God, mm. God, I'm trying to build your kingdom and mine. And he said, that's impossible. There's only one kingdom. There's only one king. <laughs> um, you know, you can't mm. serve mm. God and mammon. Mm. You'll love the one and hate the other. Yeah, that's where it seeks ye first. It says, yeah. "Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness." And now, that's right. Reggie, all mm-hmm. this menial stuff mm. that you're dealing with, it'll be added unto you. Mm-hmm. See, but it's small compared yeah. to the kingdom. But it's still important to me as long as your desires line up with mine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 
Man, these chapters, man, we be having some stake in them, man. Like, like <laughs> we got a lot of meat here. <laughs> exactly. Well, what typically happens, and Evan, you can testify to this, over the next week, we're still kind of going over this and still, like, the notes that mm-hmm. I take now or just things that I remember, I, I have to kind of process it. You know, I have to dig- let it digest um, because it, yeah. it's, it's too heavy of a meal to kind of just look at one time and try to scarf it down and then be done with it. You, you got to let this like, stuff I'm still digest. chewing on the ones I'm we did, like when we were going over Matthew. Because it's like there's so much a connection, oh, the yeah. Holy Spirit to connect what was studied then to now. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. it's hard. Like, yeah. I just can't shake it. <laughs> like, I'm well, still Reggie, chewing. I want to just thank you for taking the time to walk through this chapter with us um, and and inserting yourself into this journey that um, we're this faith walk that we're, we're having. And um, just, just really want to thank you because this, this has been really good. This has really been edifying for me and, and helpful for me to understand the word and, and get my vision on Jesus. Well, I, I, yeah, briefly, I just, just want to, um, uh, thank you guys too, man. And, um, you know, I was just so blessed and honored when you uh, were in the class and said that you, um, I think I gave out some, some challenge or something or some, something about doing something with what you've learned. And, you know, mm, when you reached yeah. out to me and said that you guys are doing a podcast, mm. you know, I was just so, uh, just so blessed by that because it's, and like we mentioned before, it's all about duplication, multiplication and exponential growth. And, you know, you never yeah. know whose mm-hmm. whose ears and hearts mm-hmm. will hear, you know, what God is saying through you guys going through these Bible um you know, these Bible studies and Bible journeys. Yeah. So I'm honored to be on here, man. I was excited about this uh, all, all day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. So um we, we, Evan, you gonna say something? No, I was going to say definitely appreciate you. Definitely appreciate you, Reggie, for being patient, not only teaching the class, but at the same time, making yourself available, not only just to do this. But I know there's plenty of times you came out and said, even in class, hit you up. You got a question. So I definitely appreciate you. Awesome. So normally we have Evan close us out um, in prayer. But since we got a special guest, um, sure. I wonder if you don't mind yeah. closing uh, out, closes out in prayer. We got like oh, eight okay. minutes. Well, I won't eat. I won't eat so, <laughs> before this thing cut off on itself. About ten seconds. Now. <laughs> <All right. Just> <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's look to the Lord. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. The Walking with Jesus podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. (laughs) 
You're listening to the Walking with Jesus podcast, the show that brings you a new way to experience Jesus with your hosts, Evan and Malcolm, two regular guys walking with Jesus. Now back to the show and the closing prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you, God. Uh, we love you. We adore you. Uh, Lord, heaven is your throne and earth is your footstool. Therefore, you have every situation and circumstance that concerns us under your feet. So, God, we're just uh, grateful for this awesome time that we've had uh, for these few moments, God, to open your word and dive into your truth. And, God, uh, be encouraged by your word, but not only that, to also be challenged by your truth. And God, I thank you for these two brothers, for their insight, for their diligence, uh, for their willingness, God, to accept the call to be disciples and disciple makers. Um, So God, uh, I just pray, God, that you continue to breathe on them and anoint them uh, in their ministry uh, and everything that they're doing. Because eyes have not seen, neither ear heard, Neither has it entered into the hearts of men and women the things that you're going to do in the life and in the ministry, uh, my two brothers, Evan and Malcolm. So, God, we pray, God, for the hearers of this uh, podcast and the recording. God, we don't know uh, where it's going to go. We we didn't do this uh, for the hearers, God. We did this, and like I said earlier, as a Bible study before heaven. So, God, we just ask that you breathe on it, you break it, you bless it, you multiply it. God, that men and women and boys and girls that hear this word will be changed, transformed, set free, and delivered by the word of God and the word of truth. So, God, again, uh, for this next, these next coming days, the next coming weeks, and for me, probably the next coming month, let us continue, God, to chew on this rich word in Mark 8. So God, for anyone, God, uh, under the sound of my voice, God, that does not know you and the pardon of their sins, God, we ask that you don't give them any rest or peace until they come into the knowledge of your love and your saving grace by the power of your son, Jesus Christ. God, there may be someone, God, who has drifted away from you, God. We ask that you draw them back into the faith family and that they're just not Uh, fans, God, but they become followers of your word and your truth. And God, those who need to be connected uh, with the local body or even a a group of accountability brothers like Malcolm and Evan are and how we are to each other. God, let them find that, that they may grow. Because we know that it's not just about uh, saying yes or shaking uh, some pastor's hand, but it's about Uh, submitting ourselves to you and that we grow to spiritual maturity so we can discern both good and evil that we can walk worthy of the calling that you've placed on our lives so god again we thank you we love you and we pray this prayer by faith in jesus name amen amen yeah yeah it is yeah. 
Thanks for joining us this week on Walking with Jesus. If you have not made Jesus the Lord of your life, this is as good a time as any. I invite you right now to go to Jesus Christ and let him know that you believe he died for you and he rose for you with all power and that you want him alone to be Lord of your life for the forgiveness of your sins and the gift of eternal life. If you do that, you'll be saved right now. Get in your word, and while you converse and reason about biblical things, Jesus will walk with you. If you like what you heard and want to comment, you can leave a message for us at anchor.fm forward slash walking dash with dash Jesus forward slash message. We'll pick one to read during an upcoming show. So record your message and send it, send it in now to join in the conversation. Again, that link is anchor.fm forward slash walking dash with dash Jesus forward slash message. You can also subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS feed so you'll never miss a show. Give us a rating and share us with your friends. God bless you. And until next time, keep walking with Jesus. Yeah. I ain't sure if I'm yeah. ready to go to sleep tonight. <laughs> yeah, I was excited about this one. <laughs> I'm definitely excited about this one. <laughs> that's how it is, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, that's how it is, man. You get into this stuff and then be either yeah. you know, when we do our devotions in the morning, sometimes I just be bouncing off the wall for the rest of the day. Or after after we do our Bible right. study, I'm just like Man, this is so good, and I didn't know this. Yeah, and I just, yeah, you know, just yeah. giving yourself over to God, man, and this is yeah, amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it definitely be getting me through the week. Right, right. Especially dealing with this job. You get into the word. I definitely like it. Definitely people aren't me. doing this. Man. People who say that they're Jesus followers are not reading his work. Like they're. You know, getting something from somebody else, reading three lines and, you know, like like you said, Malcolm, checking that box Mm -hmm. and not knowing this word Mm -hmm. is life. It is truth. It is for us to live by. And the only way you're going to get that Mm -hmm. is to study his word. Life given. Mm -hmm. You know, to show ourselves approved. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so in a couple of minutes, just since Evan yeah. and I was talking about this this whole Christian nationalism stuff and how they're twisting up and mm-hmm. conflating, you know, the word of God with their nationalism and how, right. how can you, right. I right. guess if you're in the word, that doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Like if you're, if you're reading right. what Jesus mm-hmm. stood for and his <laughs> right. kingdom, you can't Right. You can't mix the two. You understand that there's two different, two different realms. You know what I'm saying? The mm-hmm. spiritual realm and the world. But it's and I and I and I feel it in my heart, Reggie. Like I feel sad for him, man, because like right. 
they're getting really close right. to that unforgivable sin because they're rejecting the Holy Spirit in this thing and 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 this blasphemy, man. So yeah, yeah. So this is yeah. saying that because so and, all and of I us think, just to you know, pray for those. And people, again, man. I'm not a prophet; don't claim to be. They need it, but um, I think these are signs. Yeah. <laughs> these are signs of His return. Um, you know, uh, uh, and again, yeah. as be- like yeah. I talked about that vision, that different yeah. vision as believers. See, we've read the book. Yeah. So, you know, there's, you know, the, the reason there's not great alarm is because our hope is not in this world. Mm-hmm. Our hope is not in our 401k. Our hope is in Christ. And, um, you know, none of us yeah. are running trying to, to see Jesus yeah. today face to face. But, um, you know, uh, we know it's coming. And, uh, you know, we're looking for that well done, that good and faithful servant. Yeah. He's coming. (laughs) Yeah. That's right. Yes. All right, fellas. I really enjoyed this. Um, I'm going to edit this one and listen to it probably another three or four times. Be blessed. really good, man. Bless y'all. Have a great evening. Make sure you send me a copy, man. and, okay. Uh, we'll we'll get right. up. We'll get up. Thanks Be again, Reggie. We'll do. We'll All do. right. All right, brother. Oh, thank you.